hello and welcome to the Tell Me If You Can podcast. My name is Ogechi, your host, and today's guest is Caitlin Carr. Caitlin is a recent college graduate and freelance creative writer who actually spent the last part of her semester abroad in what would become a major pandemic hotspot. In today's episode, she talks about what it was like being in the middle of a pandemic away from home and how her perspective of the world and life has changed since then. Let's take a listen to Caitlin's story. Hello, Caitlin. Welcome to the podcast. For those of us that don't know who you are, can you just give us a quick bio, who you are, where you live, what you do? Hi. Um, so I'm a recent graduate from uh, UC Riverside. I'm a freelance writer. I'm currently living in San Diego, just kind of figuring out next steps. I just graduated uh, last month, so just kind of in my transition period right now. (laughs) So you just graduated from college in all of this madness, and um, your last semester was actually studying abroad. So tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah, so um, in January, I left and I moved to Rome, Italy. Um, It was It was pretty crazy. I was supposed to be there from January until the end of March, but I ended up having to evacuate the country um, March 6th. So I had about a week to leave the program and pack up my stuff and say my goodbyes. Um, Yeah, it was just crazy kind of watching the spread of the pandemic as it slowly became a pandemic. I mean, Italy was really a hot spot for that. So it was kind of crazy my first time being abroad being in the middle of all this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So how was it before the pandemic? Did you make friends? What did you experience while you were in Rome? Yeah. So the first month, probably like through January, it was, you know, normal Italy. We were just adjusting. And I feel like I really started getting into like the swing of things, like late February, kind of right before we had to leave. But I made a lot of friends with, like, uh, people in the program, which was unfortunate because a lot of us had to leave without saying goodbye. So that was hard. But, um, yeah, just kind of watching, like, the Italian culture shift as the pandemic grew throughout February was really interesting. So tell us more about that. How did how is there a culture shift from what you experienced in January to just before you left? Yeah, so... um, I remember the first weekend in February, I was actually in Amsterdam and we had heard a little bit about the coronavirus, you know, mostly just that it was in China and, you know, starting to spread and whatever. So we wore face masks when we went to Amsterdam on the flight and everything. Mm -hmm. And everyone just stared at us like we were crazy. Like they had no idea. Like they're like, why are you wearing that? It's ridiculous, whatever. And then while we were in Amsterdam, we actually got a report from our program that the first cases of coronavirus were identified in Rome. There was two cases. So then when we came back from Amsterdam, it, suddenly people were standing a little further apart on the train. You know, they're giving a side eye to anyone who is coughing. Some people were wearing masks. And then within like two weeks, I would say every pharmacy was sold out of masks, sold out of hand sanitizer, like it was just obviously becoming a bigger deal than we had anticipated. Wow. So that's all in a span of a month, basically. That yeah. It went from not people not taking it seriously, really, or, or maybe not being yeah. informed enough to want to take it seriously. And then yeah. for it to be such a big, um, 
issue, especially as it grew to be a hotspot. Um, what mm-hmm. were some of the things that you liked from studying abroad in Rome? Um, I really liked like the people and the culture. There's like, I would say they have more of a collective, they're more focused on like the collective good and collective whole and like kind of more communal society, communal relations versus here. I feel like we're more individual and like, you know, you might have a relationship with this one person and you care about their well-being because you have a relationship with them. Whereas in Italy, they're more, everyone's kind of looking out for each other. I mean, multiple times people would stop us and be like, oh, you know, watch out for that guy over there. Like he looks shady. I think he's a pocket or whatever. Or they'd be like, oh no, like you shouldn't buy fruit here. You should buy from somewhere else. And I mean, we were just obviously Americans. So I'm sure like they look out for each other even way more. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a really good um, environment to be around. What were you studying when you were abroad? Um, So I'm a creative writing major. Uh, So I took um, a sociology of Rome class that really delved into like the history of the city and just kind of the like the architecture and the city planning of the city, which was really interesting. And then I also took Italian and a journalism course. And the journalism course, we studied so many topics all the way back through Italian history from like soccer matches to, you know, cases with the Catholic Church to a case with the mafia, just the way all these different stories were kind of covered through the media. So that was also really interesting exposure just to kind of see the differences in American media versus Italian media was really cool. That is so cool. I mean, can you imagine learning about the mafia or Vatican issues (laughs) from that perspective? It it really does like change your lens. Um, And so when you came back to the United States, Obviously, that wasn't your plan to be back so soon. So how did your school work continue? Um, Yeah, so everyone was kind of scrambling. I mean, like I said, we, it was at the beginning of the outbreak, we were all more scared of overreacting than we were scared of actually getting sick. Like none of us really had any idea that it was even going to be this big or last this long or, you know, turn into a pandemic at all like we really thought it would just pass so none of us were really this school wasn't really like preparing an exit plan at all until eventually it was just canceled overnight and we all had to go home so everyone was left kind of scrambling but then um school kind of figured it out on their end and like a month later we took our finals all in our like respective (laughs) cities back in the U.S. we took our final online and just submitted it that way and yeah, I mean, I was thankfully lucky enough to not have subleased my uh, room. I was living in a, a house with my friends, and thankfully I had kept my room for the quarter because a lot of my study abroad friends, you know, when they went home, they're like, I don't have anywhere to go back oh. to. I wasn't supposed to come back until June, like I'm subleasing my room. So that was really hard. A lot of people had to go home to, like, their families even before this lockdown started. Like, a lot of study abroad kids have already been locked down. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but, I didn't yeah, even thankfully. think of that. I yes. yes. I mean, because if you're not planning, it's like when you go on an extended vacation and you might rent out your room or your home. Yeah. You're not planning to be back early because of a pandemic. No one exactly. For that. Wow. Yeah. We really um, had well, no so idea. So you definitely lucked out in that sense that so you had a yeah. place to go home and you didn't have to. Are you, where do you, so you're from San Diego? Mm-hmm. But your yeah, school so, is how far away from home? 
Yeah, so I went to school up in Riverside. It's like maybe like a two-hour drive from here. It's not that bad. So like okay. I could have, yeah, if I would have if I would have had to move home, it wouldn't be the biggest deal. But I'm just thankful that I got to you know spend the last three months or whatever in my house with my friends rather than you know moving home early before even I was supposed to graduate. I mean that would have been <laughs> hard. <laughs> Yeah, so you still had that nice little bit left of that college experience, that roommate experience that you really can't replicate outside of being in college. Exactly, yeah. So you lucked out in that sense. Um, As a whole, how has this experience of um, the pandemic and having your plans, even though they were just study abroad plans, but they're still great plans, a way to end your Mm -hmm. college career in a great way. How has that change of experience change your impression of life as a whole um well leaving Italy I really just I mean we were all so sad to be leaving in a month like I was like I can't believe we only have a month left this is crazy and then all of a sudden it was just canceled and I was like oh well now I have you know three days left instead of the month that I thought so I really I really learned to just tomorrow is never guaranteed. Tomorrow's never promised. If there's something you want to do, there's a restaurant you want to check out, a store you want to go into, a friend you want to have lunch with, like just do it now. Because there were so many people that I had, you know, I had plans to become friends with or, you know, restaurants that I was like, oh, that place looks awesome. I can't wait to, you know, go in there sometime. But I just wish that I would have like seized the opportunity more while I was like in the moment. I mean, I did as much as possible, but the pandemic really taught me that like, you really never know what tomorrow is going to look like. So if there's something you want to do today, do it today. (laughs) Yes. I feel like you, at least you got to experience and you didn't wait until the end of your trip to do an excursion. You got to go to Amsterdam. Should you have waited, you may not have had that opportunity and it's looking like it's going to take a while for people to travel regularly like they used to. Um, So yes, I appreciate that perspective so much even now we we're not able to do everything that we wanted to do but i'm still taking advantage of goals and things that i've always held off because tomorrow isn't promised um what are your goal what were your goals before this pandemic for post-grad and how have they changed or are they the same um yeah so i (laughs) like many um seniors in college I'm sure I actually was really stressed about graduating and really anxious about it because I didn't really have any set plans in the works you know I'm a writer so I was just kind of planning on freelancing selling my work where I can and just trying to find like a creative company to commit myself to so I was just kind of yeah just I honestly went to Italy and I was like you know what I'm just gonna learn about myself in Italy and learn about life and then hopefully I'll be more prepared to graduate because I really just felt that I mean college is great and I learned so much you know um in terms of like education and knowledge but I didn't learn that much about life and just like living so then the idea that I was just going to graduate and be tossed out into the world with kind of no set plans or structure all of a sudden after being school after being in school my entire life was like really overwhelming to me So I kind of, so it's kind of honestly selfishly been nice that we've been in lockdown and all this because it's giving me an excuse to just like slow down and really reflect. And I feel like I've learned so much about myself and like what I want to do. And I've kind of made that, I don't know, I've become more sure in what I want to do and become more confident in myself and my ability that I can get to the goals that I want to meet. So I'm not as afraid of 
you know, even saying that it's a goal. I feel before I doubted myself so much and I was like, well, I don't want to say that's my goal. Like I won't be able to do that. So I'm not going to set myself up for failure. But in this time of just like being with truly like just myself and being in lockdown, I've learned like I can do a lot more than I thought I could do. Wow. Yeah. That is so, I love that perspective and keeping that kind of energy as you grow into your twenties is going to be amazing because I think so many of us hold ourselves back mm-hmm. without it's it's bad enough when society holds you back and that happens yeah. a lot but it's worse when you hold yourself back just from thinking that you can't accomplish something or you're not big enough or cool enough or or important yeah. enough to take up space or to take ownership of a goal and I'm happy that you're learning that yes you can and um <laughs> I I it's not selfish to be happy for a pause I think a lot of us, yeah. some of us actually needed that pause and it's sad that this is how it's happened. But yeah. um, at least the transition now is a little bit smoother and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Do you find comfort in knowing that um, there are so many people out there, people that may have just graduated from college or people that have been established in their careers and now they need a shift that are in this kind of a limbo space? Do you find solace in that in some way? Yeah, yeah, I think um, this time has really been really inspiring to me. I feel like I've connected with so many more people than I do in or I used to in my normal life because I was so busy, you know, running around and posting on my stories and just doing pointless homework and just filling my day with all these things that were really just like taking up time and exhausting me, but weren't really building towards anything in the long term. They were just kind of like check marks every day, but you know, in the long term, I still really had nothing going. So just living a little slower, a little quieter, I feel like I really delved into like online resources, like um, Goop has been having instead of their annual wellness summit that every Wednesday, they've been having a live stream of like different holistic specialists, whether it be like a yoga class or a beauty routine, or just a conversation. It's that's been a good outlet for me to just kind of connect and see what's out there. And just see how other people are going through this. I also, I've just loved seeing, you know, like uh, bo- the company Bon Appetit, how they've, you know, transitioned their YouTube space into um, filming from their houses, from their parents' kitchens, whatever. Just seeing how everyone's going through quarantine in their different ways. I feel like it's brought us all a lot closer together than we were before because we were all so focused on our busy lives and our busy schedules. We were too busy to notice each other. <laughs> That's, so definitely yeah. taken, yeah. Uh, I I really feel like one of the benefits of this is how companies have kind of shifted their focus yeah. and have been really servant-minded and servicing their followers, their listeners, yeah. their viewers in ways that really deals with the mind, body, spirit. And so, like you mentioned, Goop, and there have mm-hmm. been so many Instagram, I mean, I've never in my life seen so many Instagram lives as I saw in April yeah, and May. There same. are so many Instagram lives and there's so, it was almost too many because there was so yeah. much information <laughs> and you wanted to yeah. know it all, but you could only watch so many. But um, people are just like yearning to connect with people and social media is obviously a natural way to connect, but rather than just scrolling through your feed, people are really establishing deeper connections using social media or zoom or whatever. Um, how are some ways that you stayed connected with people in this time? 
Um, yeah, so I've done a lot of Instagram lives, as you <laughs> mentioned. It's definitely overwhelming. Every day I look and I'm like, oh, I should really, you know, watch that one. But there's only so many you can watch, like you said. But I did like um, a paint and sip through uh, Instagram live. That was really mm. fun. I've done like a guided meditation. That was really fun. And I like stuff like that because you, the only person on video is the person leading it, but there's everyone else watching it is like in the chat. So you yes. can like chat with people there, which is really cool. It's just, I think it's just so cool that like we've had the internet and social media and all these sites, like none of this is new, but we've used it in the past couple months in completely new ways. And I feel like we're using it finally in the way that it was meant to be used. You know, we always said like, oh, social media and the internet, it's just going to connect us and we're going to connect with more people. But I feel like ever since they became invented, we've been the most disconnected we've ever been until mm -hmm. now we started like finally using them to connect and just be honest and real instead of just, you know, promoting your brand or promoting your product or whatever, like people are genuinely concerned about each other. So we're genuinely taking care of each other. So I, that's, yeah, how I've been connected. You said it perfectly. <laughs> I, I feel like, um, like both of our generations, we've grown up with having so much access to technology, probably more yeah. so you than me. But um, sometimes I find that in working with young people or talking with younger people or even people my age, I can feel even more disconnected, even though I, they're a yeah. text away, a DM away, because those relationships can stay on a shallow level. Yeah. And I think now I value so much Zoom calls because I can see their face when I talk to mm -hmm. them. And um, I can answer a text, I'm fine or I'm doing well. But when you see me through the video or um, when we're interacting together in an activity online, I can be more authentic in myself. Um, mm -hmm. And so that I think that's, I mean, that's an amazing observation that you've made. Uh, so you're a creative person. And sometimes mm -hmm. a lot of people have stated during this time, they've latched onto their creative side to be more relaxing. So they've done art, puzzles, um, writing, but you're already a natural creative. So what are some things that you do to relax yourself? Definitely. Well, I would say it's kind of, I need to keep boundaries in my creativity because there is so much writing that I do, you know, in pursuance of a job or a career opportunity or whatever, because that is the, you know, ultimately the field I want to get into. So I found that it's really important for me to set boundaries within my writing and just be like, okay, you know, right now I'm just going to write for myself and I'm not going to edit it. You know, I'm just going to write because I need to write and I need to release those feelings and release that whatever but then keeping in mind, you know, my intended audience is just me. Like, I'm not trying to send it out. I'm not trying to submit it to publishing or anything. So that's been really helpful because before quarantine, I noticed I was kind of editing in my personal writing too much to the point where it, it wasn't as therapeutic as it used to be because it, I was more focused on, like, selling it or promoting it to a wider audience or whatever. So it wasn't it wasn't just for me anymore. So just drawing those boundaries of writing that's just for me and then writing that's for other people has been really important. I've just been journaling every day, but then also, you know, taking the time to write and try to write articles and publish um, in the in the other time. <laughs> yes, and I think um, especially when you have different avenues that you are being creative. So you have your blog, you have mm -hmm. articles that you write to publish, and then you're writing for yourself it's nice to compartmentalize some of that. Yeah. I know sometimes when 
I'm trying to create content for my blog and I know I have to like satisfy a specific audience or I want it to be read, it takes away some of the creative love and desire. And then sometimes I just say, forget it. I'm just going to post what I want to post because that's what Mm -hmm. I'm feeling. And if it only resonates with 10 people versus a hundred people, then at least I'm not taking away the, 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 the beauty of why I even started blogging to begin with. And I've had to remind myself that because you are going to go into the workspace and sometimes people are going to force you to focus on the numbers, the data, and you might Mm -hmm. lose that passion that you have. So it's great that you've already started to create boundaries to protect the fire that you have in your passion for writing and being creative. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important, like as a creative to recognize, you know, the ways you're kind of profiting off your creativity and like, that's not always selling it. You know, I profit off my creativity because it's a release and it's therapeutic and you know, whatever, but then there's also a different kind of profiting off. So it's just, yeah, I think as a creative, especially it's really important to keep those boundaries so that you still have that therapeutic space and that release and you're still expressing yourself as honestly as you can. Yes, completely agree. Um, So you talked about earlier that you learned so many differences in Romaine culture and American culture. So what are some of the things that you've learned that you, that you think you'll start to implement into your life now? Um, well, one thing that I've been trying, I mean, it's been conveniently easy since we've been in lockdown, but just kind of a slower pace of life, just really like stopping and smelling the roses, like taking a picture of the sunset, like really, just being present and being aware. And I feel like, you know, in our American culture, we're so focused on profit and productivity that like, we're just going through the motions and going so fast and our days are over before we even realize that they started. And that's, you know, you end up 80 something and you're like, where has my life gone? Like I haven't been living at all. So that was just really inspiring to kind of see in Italy, you know, they don't like if you take a nap in the middle of the day, they don't say that like, Oh, you're lazy. You know, it's just like, Oh yeah, you're tired. Like you have to take care of yourself. You know, it's just like, I feel like in America, there's a lot of shame for just like having free time and like not filling it with something corporately or capitalistically like productive quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But it's just like in Europe, you know, they don't shame that free time. They recognize that, you know, you're, you're working to live, you're not living to work. So it's like, yeah, you have a job, you make money, but that's so that you can really enjoy your time off and really enjoy your free time and just like, let it be free time, like to wander around with no place in mind. Like, I don't know. I just feel like American culture, they don't value that as much. So it's kind of like looked down upon like, oh, you're just being lazy or you're not working hard enough or whatever. When in reality, it's like, that's the most important aspect of self-care is just taking the time to really appreciate your life, you know? (laughs) Yes. I a thousand percent agree. And I, I, I kind of am worried at what this new normal that people are talking about is going to look like because, um, I don't want to go back to just working, 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 working. Some people, unfortunately during this time, especially when we were deep into lockdown, didn't have Mm -hmm. the luxury of being able to pause because of their work. And I'm, I realized how privileged I am that I had like the opportunity to pause and having that little taste, it's kind of hard to think of going back to the grind and the hustle and bustle and, you know, 
overworking mm-hmm. myself. I mean, the very fact that I can roll out of bed and sit in this call with you is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's a blessing and I appreciate it yeah. every single day. And so it's now it's how are we going to balance that once we start to yeah. go more and more back into this new normal. Um, but I love that there should now, I think people should appreciate the benefit and the, the honor it, it is to just pause and not yeah. like it, you almost have to have everything taken away from you to really pause. And even um, I remember just trying to fill my schedule, even in the beginning of um, April and March and trying mm-hmm. to fill my schedule. And then I had to tell myself, listen, if I just answer all my emails that I have, I did a lot today. I don't have yeah. to be this machine yeah. of productivity to who am I impressing? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. So um, I think it's great. And one of the benefits of being a creative and a freelancer is that you can create your own schedule. You can almost create your Definitely. own lifestyle. So yeah. you, you now know that that's something that's really important to you. And whatever work that you do in the future, it's, you want to protect that. So I think that's, I mean, it's a blessing. It's sad that it had to happen this way, but yeah, I think it's a blessing that you've realized that right now and early in your career. So many people talk about going into corporate and kind of going through that corporate machine and then realizing that they want to slow down. But now you've realized you're doing it reverse, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) You'll be successful in being balanced and relaxed and everything like that um, hopefully <laughs> how have, how how is your family and did they always accept you being a creative or did they want you to have a more traditional kind of job goal yeah so I've always, I've been so incredibly blessed um, my family has really always supported me I think also just because there's really <laughs> I always say this and it sounds cheesy but like there's really nothing else I ever wanted to do like my earliest memories, I mean, in kindergarten, they called me the librarian because I'd always take out books to recess. All I wanted to do was read. I didn't mm-hmm. want to play on the playground. So I've always had just such an emphatic love for reading and language. And I've been writing as long as I can remember. I remember writing like little books, like when I was maybe like 10 or something and having my mom read them at the end of the day when I was done. Um, I wish I had that work ethic now to write a whole book in one day, (laughs) but yeah, it's just like, I feel like they could clearly see, you know, my passion from such an early age. And so they, I mean, they're just really supportive parents. I really lucked out in that thankfully, because otherwise, I don't know, they believe, I feel like they believed in me more than I did for a long time. Like even starting my college career, I was like, really? Like, you guys think I should be a creative writing major? Does that seem like a good idea to you? But they were like, no, do it, like, go for it. And I was like, I don't know. But then I really, you know, worked on my craft. And I'm just so grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. Because, you know, if they weren't as supportive as they are, I don't know if I would have believed in myself to enough to pursue that, you know. So it's just having someone in your corner is the best blessing <laughs> you could have. Yeah. That is amazing. And that's rare for some people. I yeah. Mean, it shouldn't be rare, but... For a lot of people, it, is. <laughs> it takes a lot more encouragement of their parents to get them to see that being creative is a viable option. You can make money. You're not going to be house poor and living in yeah. their basement for the rest of your life. And I yeah. think now more and more, especially as things like blogging and freelancing become more popular and more viable, mm-hmm. people are realizing that those creative outlets and those creative careers are actually very valuable 
and you're you're able to create that balance depending on what you do in your life yeah. and hopefully your parents appreciate that and want that for you um yeah now it's to the part of the podcast that i call roses and thorns so a rose is something great that's happened in the last couple of weeks and a thorn is a bump on the road of life so what is one rose and one thorn that you've had lately um, so one rose is I actually got an internship at a zine company, which is really exciting for me. I'm, it's unpaid for the first two months and then renegotiate. So still looking a uh, way to pay my bills, but really excited to just have an opportunity to finally break into the creative industry a little bit, get some experience and just, yeah, I'm really passionate about like uh, combining the written word with like the visual arts. So working for a zine is like kind of my dream collaboration. So really pumped about that. And a thorn would be my check engine light has come on. <laughs> so, you know, that always really puts a damper on my week. <laughs> I I'm sorry that. for laughing because that literally no, I love to it. me. That literally it happened to me crazy. last week, and I was just like, Ugh. "I just fed you gas, and now you're asking me yeah. for all of this. I'm not rich, and I and exactly. now that I'm kind of going back to work and having actually having to drive places, I lucked mm-hmm. out that my car was just sitting in the parking lot, and I only went to get groceries, and it was fine. And now it's like mm-hmm. angry at me. So I, it's just funny <laughs> that both of our engine lights yeah. came on. I was going to say, we haven't been driving as much as we used to. Yes, and now my car is like, what's happening? Um, Yeah. That is, that's so funny. It is, are you the person that gets it taken care of right away? Or do you kind of wait a week or so? And then you're just annoyed. Yeah, I'm definitely a a waiter, a procrastinator. Um, It drives my dad crazy because eventually, you know, my parents will get in the car to pull it in for me or something. And they'll be like, oh, your check engine light's on. And then I play dumb and I'm like, oh, I, I must have just come on. Because <laughs> I'm not going to admit to them that I left it on for a week. They would kill me. But yeah, I definitely am going to wait and call my mechanic maybe next week. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with that right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yes, that is definitely a thorn in your side if you're yeah. looking forward to that. And then hopefully when you get it checked, nothing else pops up. That's always the worry yes. that I have. Fingers crossed. Yes. That it's just, you know, oil or a sensor and that's it. Um, Something quick. (laughs) That is so funny. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I did want to see how people can follow along on your journey. Maybe read your blog, follow you on Instagram, and uh, maybe join in on one of those Instagram lives and comment with you along the way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, my website, my blog is thecarshowblog.com. Um, it's car with two R's. So the, and then C-A-R-R show blog.com. And then, um, that's where I, I've really, I've started posting a lot, uh, more frequently on my blog. So that would be a good place to check me out. And then my Instagram is Caitlin. And then with two underscores car with the double R, if they want to check me out on there as well. Awesome. And I'll leave all of your information in the show notes below so that they can follow along. Thank you so much, Caitlin. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Yes. Thank you so much for having me and you too. Bye. Bye. I can't imagine studying abroad at the beginning of a worldwide pandemic. 
It seems like Caitlin's experience has taught her a lot of perspective that has allowed her to embrace the unexpected and appreciate the moments of happiness and success that we all have each day. She is truly wise beyond her years, and I cannot wait to see what beauty she creates in her writing. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you'd like to help share stories like Caitlin's, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. I've made it easy and left the link in the show notes. All you have to do is go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash tell me if you can, where you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to today. As always, have a great day in your amazing story.